It's your boy, Alex Eats and Speaks, back with another Speaks Hoppy Hour. It's been a little bit, been a minute since we've last recorded, but it's Friday. We got some brews. We got some tunes. Kick back, relax, grab a bevy. Let's go. Welcome back, y'all. We are we are in. We're back in. We're back in it. Strapped in like we never left. Took a couple months off. I think it was before Thanksgiving where we last uh, dropped an app. So yeah, gonna get on a schedule here. You know, things got crazy with the holidays. I'm sure everyone can relate. Crazy time. But yeah, so well, the funny thing was I, I kept recording episodes, but just never editing them, never putting them out. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get on a schedule. We're gonna stick to it. Get these episodes out. So it'll be fun. I think I think what we're gonna have to do here, I think we're gonna start pivoting. We're gonna start pivoting the show. Not getting rid of music. We're still gonna have some jams. But I think ultimately we're gonna start to pivot away from, you know, playing as much music, just to kind of legitimize it. Cause at the end of the day, you know, we don't have permission from from the artist. There I said it. I said it. I said the unsayable. I said it. No, but just trying to get it a little bit away from that. And if I have to reach out to local artists, smaller bands, and uh, you know, get some permission to play some jams, we will. But uh, like I said, we're not going to do it immediately. Got some jams lined up for you today, so don't fret. And uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to just chilling, chilling, chilling with the crew. Let me go. Let me go ahead and grab this. What do we got today? Yeah, we got a little catching up to do today. Later on in the episode, what we're going to do is we're going to solve a debate. I think this was on a uh, on an episode that I recorded and didn't release. I mentioned my uh, my Philly trip when we went to Philly for Thanksgiving. Finally got to hit Angelo's amazing cheesesteak. I mean, I, I've already I've already went over it to to an episode that's not going out anywhere. But man, it's just it's. I think I rated it like nine point six out of ten. I'd have to go back in my records and look, but. Just the most delicious sandwich. Not even cheesesteak. Just the most delicious sandwich I've ever had. Truly amazing. I mean, every bite was just like the perfect combination of bread, cheese, steak. Um, so yeah, Angelo's, South Philadelphia. If you're in the area, it's a must stop. Um, man, it was great. But that leads me to our uh, to one of our segments today. We are going to debate... The Chicago Italian beef, and not the cheesesteak, but another Philadelphia sandwich staple that we'll get to. Might surprise you. But let's get down to brass tacks here. We all know the reason why this show exists, so we can drink some brews. Today, we got a brew, speaking of Chicago, from a Chicago brewery that I think I've been to, and I'm not sure if 
I've been there when I lived there or when I uh, visited since moving. But this is called a Hot Butcher for the World. Um, now, Hot Butcher in the beer community gets a lot of praise. You know, it's always on somebody's mentions. You should go there. You know, if someone asks about Chicago beer, it's always mentioned. Um, and it looks like from the internet, their new location is a stone's throw away from my one apartments in Chicago, right there on like Irving Park and Lincoln. I think it took over half acres old tasting room spot. Don't quote me on that. It looks like it on the map, but um, I don't remember it being there when I lived there because I would have most certainly have frequented the establishment. But yeah, so this is a Snorkel Squad. This is a Citra Hopped IPA clocking in at 6.5% ABV, Hop Butcher for the World. Tasting notes. Bright orange pulp. So is it going to be like hazy? What is that? I believe that's like citra. Citra. Creamy mango and zesty grapefruit. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to love this one just based off the description. Uh, and on the on the front of the can is a fire truck and it says uh, snorkel on the side. So whatever that means. Bedford Park. Okay, maybe they open in Bedford Park. Let's go ahead and crack this bad boy. Yeah, I'm not as not as excited after reading that description. I should have read it in the store. Seems like it's just a hazy in disguise at this point. Oh yeah, that's fruity. That's fruitier than a mug. Yeah, you can smell that uh, that orange immediately. Not getting any hits of grapefruit. Definitely hit that mango. Definitely smelling that mango. 6.5%. So that's, you know, that's, like I say, you know, around that 6.5, 7.2. That's kind of the sweet spot. So this is on the lower end of that that sweet spot, the ABV style. Let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and take a sip of this bad boy. Jeesh. Oh boy. Oh boy. That is, that's a thick, that's a thick beer. That's a T-H-I-C-C. I mean, it's good, but yeah, it's, it's that, it's like that haziness. It's like that Nipah style. I got duped. I got duped. I mean, it's good. Like, I don't even know. I mean, I like, I like the hazy style. I'm not going to say I don't. It's it's just it's like thick and it's hazy and it's it's like orange juice. Am, am I drinking V eight splash? Let me just let me just sip on this for a second. Let me just let me let me. I don't want to be impulsive. I don't want to be impulsive here, and then say something I'm going to regret. Man, what's been happening? So yeah, recently let's see. Yeah, we were went to Sundance Sundance Film Festival over there in Park City, Utah. Gracie. Uh, my girlfriend, Gracie, has a, uh, a film she worked on. She was the uh, story producer, lead editor in a film, a documentary called Skywalkers, a love story, which premiered at Sundance. It got in. And so we went there and uh, chilled with the crew. She met the crew for the first time, most of them. I met them for the first time. They were super cool. Um, Sundance, it's a whole experience. Um, just crowds everywhere. I like... It's like if you took the like film community of Los Angeles, not all of it, but if you just took 
just anyone who's in film and just put it in a pressure cooker in a mountain town. That's what, that's what Sundance was just like, you know, you could sign up for events, parties and talks, but you know, there's lines to get in everywhere. Even if you sign up, there's a line, lines of people, you know, so it was definitely an experience. I mean, I, de- I wouldn't go if there, you know, if you don't have anything in the, uh, festival. So I, I talked to a lot of people who just kind of like went, um, seems crazy to me. I mean, it was like super hassle. You know me, I'm not, not down for the hassles, but you know, it, it was fine. It, it was a it was definitely a good time. The movie's super cool. Check it out. Skywalker is a love story. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a cool experience overall. Got to see Utah. Oh, here we go. Here, here's a, here's a topic for the, for the masses, the, the speaks happy hour crew, Utah beer laws, like liquor and beer laws. So weird. You know, the Mormon church has their vice grips on all the laws over there, but like, okay. So if, if you have a restaurant, if you're a restaurant, you can't, you can't serve two beers without the patron uh, ordering food. So on the way out, we had some time to kill waiting for the bus back to the airport. And this was like Park City adjacent. And we stopped at a brewery, Park City Brewery. It was in like a town center, like a town strip mall. So yeah, we get a beer. I finished my beer. And uh, the waitress comes around and I was like, oh, I'll do another one of these. And she's like, oh, you got to order food. Yeah, we can't like you can only have one. And so I was like, you know, I didn't like I didn't like uh, <laughs> I didn't force you to open a brewery here. Like <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, get beer because it's a brewery. So then they got you on the hook for like, you know, a, a brewery meal, which is like expensive, mediocre food, as we all know. I shouldn't say that breweries have some good food sometimes. Yeah, it was just, it was crazy. And like, they can do, they can only do like a one ounce pour, like 1.5 ounce pour, which I don't even know what, you know, what goes into a cocktail. Like, I don't know, like, like what's, what's like a good pour at a bar? Is that like, do they pour like two ounces, three ounces? Who knows? The whole thing was weird uh, in regards to just their relate. But then like, you can sit there and drink 20, like if you go to a dive bar, you can sit there and drink 20 Miller Lights. There's nothing stopping you from that. Oh, that's another thing. The draft beers, too. If you get a draft beer at anywhere, a brewery, like a restaurant, a bar, it has to be under 5%, meaning I couldn't go there and get this hot butcher because it's clocked in at 6.5%. I couldn't get a draft beer. However, most places, like if you're, let's like say you're like a beer place, you're known for beer, you'll have cans for sale. So you're able to buy a can and drink it, but you can't buy a draft beer and uh, and drink anything over 5%. So it's weird. Very weird. Couldn't live in a place like that. Just all kinds of crazy rules. And people, uh, I think I overheard like, oh, Pennsylvania. It's like, nah, Pennsylvania ain't like that, dude. I mean, we have the state stores, but I feel like that's more for like, I feel like that's more for just like the tax purposes of wanting to get as much tax dollars as you can. Um, yeah, there's no like laws in restaurants of how much, you know, ABV you can get, or if you have to order food, that's, that's crazy stuff. But yeah, it was crazy. It was nuts. People are nuts in Utah. 
Beautiful state, though, from what I saw. Went to Salt Lake City. Did a little ghost hunting. The uh, the Peary Hotel in uh, downtown Salt Lake, supposedly haunted. Um, it was it was a Hilton. It's a Hilton property, and my buddy Pat, he works at a Hilton, so he puts me on his um, friends and family. I don't know if I used it then, but I usually just look for Hilton because just being like just because now I'm roped into like the uh, the Hilton honors stuff. So stayed at the Peary. It's supposedly haunted. It definitely looks like it's it's an old style building. It definitely has that like haunted shining sort of creepy vibe. Um, didn't see anything. Wasn't really looking, but uh, reports are, you know, typical stuff. You can hear kids running up and down the hall. You know, apparently there was, I don't know. I think some kids jumped out the window or whatever. Uh, you can hear him running down the hall. Uh, the elevator, a big one is the elevator will just go up and down on its own. Very old, creepy elevator. And then I think the other one was you would see, you could see like a lady in a white dress. I'm not sure what her story was, but if you look it up online, the Peary Hotel, Salt Lake City, you can dive in, but didn't, didn't see anything. Didn't really feel anything. Just, just an older building. So it's kind of creepy, but, but yeah, overall, so we were in Salt Lake City one day and then went to Park City and did some squatching up there. Nothing uh, nothing too crazy. But yeah, that was it. That was Sundance. Saw, uh, oh, here's, an, here's another thing if we're getting into it. Are we getting into it? We got some time. We got, we got an hour here. When we were looking at the films, there was a film. I don't even want to say these guys' names. They don't even deserve, they don't even deserve the shout out. You can look it up. This, the film was called Sasquatch, Sasquatch Sunset. And kind of like the marketing of the film, there was like nothing, there was no information about it other than it follows a family of Sasquatch, Bigfoot. So, of course, we we get the tickets, you know, hey, let's see that. And, you know, obviously, got to check it out. It was one of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I said, it was two brothers. I don't even want to, I don't even want to dignify them enough to say their names. The film, first of all, it's historically inaccurate. I mean, they could have like seriously. You, they made it because they they're uh, Bigfoot enthusiasts, mind you. Historically inaccurate. I mean, just like the way they're moving, their intelligence level. Basically, what they did is they took this family of um, Sasquatch and they dumbed them down to like the dumbest primates, full of fart jokes, uh, full of, uh, sex jokes, uh, poop jokes, urine jokes. Uh, it just, it was, it was the worst, uh, sort of display of, I don't know. It was, it was just awful. It it was awful. I mean, there were like cool shots of like, you know, up by Willow Creek and everything, but I mean, overall it was just, it was a terrible, terrible movie. Um, there was no dialogue, which is fine. We're following around a family of Sasquatch. I'm okay with that. And even like, even their, even their like vocal, even their like grunts were just not how I would have done it. I mean, I wish they would have just like get a consultant, you know, like get somebody who knows what they're talking about to, uh, <laughs> to, to uh to let you know but it was funny because i was like telling people like you know you meet up with people later in the day and 
they're like, oh, how was Sasquatch Sunset? And I have to like go. I, I like had to go over that whole spiel. I wasn't as rough. I don't want to like talk down. You never know who who worked on what, so you don't want to, you know, be all aggressive. Save it for the podcast, you know. But I went through that spiel. I'm like, it's historically inaccurate, and, all, and I'm like, yeah. You know, and, and then I'm thinking to myself as I'm saying, I'm like, this is something that nobody knows. Like, nobody really knows anything about this, but. There was enough to hate about the movie rather than like, I don't agree with how you did this and that. So it, it just was dumb. It was like lowbrow humor. It, I mean, even like the basic stuff was just, was just terrible. So don't see it. If you're a Bigfoot enthusiast, Sasquatch sunset, don't see it. It uh, It's not worth the time. Go on a walk, go in the woods and look for your own. That'd be uh that'd be that'd be worth the time. All right, let's 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 do this. We got we got a review on this. I think I'm locked in. I think I'm locked in on this hot butcher. Uh I think I know where we're going with this, but before that, let, let's hop into a jam. I think we did uh we did we did some uh did some catching up. I think I think let's do a jam here. Let's do uh Dr. Dog, Swampadelic Pop.
Love Dr. Dog. Philly bands. We got a Philly band kicking us off. We got a Chicago beer. So perfect segue for our next segment. But first, let's see about this. See, I, man, I don't, I don't like this beer. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm glad I got two of them. But uh, like, that's a lot. Like, that's a big number. Now they were, like, they were individual cells. They were uh, Lucy's. Man, I don't like it. It's like juice. I feel like it's already giving me a headache. It's pretty awful. But that's that's my opinion. If you like this kind of beer, it could be really good beer. It's just too juicy. It's sweet. I feel like I'm drinking orange juice. Why would I, why would anybody who wants to drink a beer get a beer and be like, this tastes like orange juice. This is what I want. Man, I'm gonna go. Ugh. I'm gonna go six two. Six two. I mean, like, it's just that's my that's my review. Like I said, I mean, I'm not. I'm not judging it off of um, not judging it off of you know some sort of beer spectrum. That's just that's that's my taste buds. As all these reviews are, they're my reviews. Six two, six two for Hot Butcher, Snorkel Squad. Guys, jot this number down real quick: nine zero nine five seven seven three six five nine. That is the number for Speaks Happy Hour. That's our voicemail number. Oh, yeah. We got a voicemail. So if you're drinking some beers, this could be any time. It could be throughout the week. You got something to say. Maybe something I said you want to respond to. Go ahead. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Again, that's 909-577-3659. Speaks happy hour. It's our line. Drop us a line. Drop us a, uh, drop us a line. Let's see if I hate this beer as much on this sip. Man, speaking of butchers, look look at all this time together. Speaking of butchers, <laughs> I got a story for you. So so you guys know I go on a the the deli counter. You know the deli counter, the state of deli counters in a in the world. Which, by the way, it's now they got they got the OG old guy in there. It's gonna take him twenty minutes to cut a pound of turkey, but you kind of let him slide. You know he's. He's doing the best he can, but here's something, you know, the butcher counter and I get it, you know, you're at a grocery store. It's a butcher. If you want a real butcher experience, go to a, you know, go to an actual butcher. I get that. But sometimes, you know, you're, you're not an actual butcher and you want to get some meat at the, uh, at the butcher counter. So it was like a week ago. I wanted to get something and. You know, something about these butchers at the grocery stores, they almost, you know what it is? It seems like they don't, they're like, we're not here to to wait on customers. We're here to chop the meat and put it out for sale, restock. So I'll tell you what, the guy that's usually there, he's cool. He's a cool dude. And I'm not not just saying that because he's a guy, but there's, there's a woman that works there occasionally and so I, I walked up and, you know, I like to think I'm patient enough to not, you know, be impatient at a uh, butcher counter. But uh, so I walk up and I stood there for probably like three minutes, which I know three minutes doesn't sound like a lot. 
But if it's like a solid three minutes and you're, uh, you know, just standing there, you know, it seems like longer. So I stood there for about three minutes and then the lady kind of walks by, like she notices me. She goes into the back, comes back out. I think, oh, she's going to like, she's okay, cool. She's coming back out. She like just walks around. So they have their, I guess their like prep cut area behind this wall. So you can't really see like what anyone's doing, which, which I get, but she doesn't, she doesn't come over. So I wait like another like four minutes. So now we're like, we're, we're honing in on 10 minutes standing here. And yeah, I could have just like left, but you know, I was kind of determined to get what I wanted to get. It's a grocery store. I didn't like kick your door down and make you open a grocery store and sell me beef. <laughs> that's a, that's a great Dave Stone. Shout out Dave Stone. He, he does that line a lot better, but go check out Dave Stone stuff. But anyway, so I'm like still standing there. We're honing in on 10 minutes and I go, I don't know. There's no bell. See, the thing is people don't want to put the bell out. But then you don't know if people are standing there. Just if they had a bell, you just ring the bell. All things are fine. All things are great. You would come out, you'd hear the bell, you'd come out. I called the store. Yeah, you heard that right. I called the store, went to the butcher's, <laughs> dialed the butcher's extension on the main menu. And uh, the woman picked up and she said, hello. And I said, hey, I am... I'm at the store. I'm at the, I'm at the, uh, I'm at the grocery store now. I'm standing at the counter. Is there a possible way that I could get some assistance? She was like, what? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm standing at the butcher's counter, the butcher counter. Is there, is there a possible, like, can I get some assistance here? She just like hung up and came around. It was kind of awkward, but at the same time, I mean, like, was I supposed to just stand there forever? And I get, and I get if she didn't acknowledge me, but I'm, I'm like 99% sure that she saw me went out and just like never came back up again with the attitude. I think they don't think that like, it's part of their job to service the counter, but I'm speculating. And also I digress, but yeah, speaking of butchers, Oh God, that beer is horrible. Good Lord. Ugh, hot butcher. All right, guys. So last time I talked about the, the Philly cheesesteak, I don't think the episode ever went out. It was the post-Thanksgiving, blah, blah, blah. But I likened it to the Italian beef sandwich in Chicago. Those are the two two big cities, two big sandwiches, iconic sandwiches. And I made the comment like, hey, maybe one day we'll have to we'll have to debate which one's better. However, I don't think I don't think the cheesesteak and the Italian beef is 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 the right comparison. What the comparison is, see, those are like the cheesesteak and the Italian beef. That's that's a whole those those are different families. You know what I mean? Now the cousin, the Philadelphia cousin of the Italian beef is the roast pork sandwich. I mean, they're like if you put them side by side. I mean, they're they're basically they're cousins. It's like it's the same sandwich, different ingredients. But that's 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 the debate right there. It's not cheesesteak. It's not cheesesteak. Completely different sandwich. It's Italian beef versus the roast pork. So that's what we're going to do today. Both sandwiches were made popular in the early 1900s, both by Italian immigrants. 
And for the uh, Italian beef, for example, so the Italian immigrants, they were impoverished. They didn't, they didn't have much and they were, you know, working and they didn't want anything to go to waste. So they would have this, they would have these, these pieces of beef and what they would do is they would, they would thinly slice it and put it in au jus. Au jus was like, um, like a beef gravy. It's like a thinner beef gravy sauce. And so what they would do is then they would put it on bread and make sandwiches. And that's very similar to uh, the roast pork sandwich. Again, early 1900s, Italian immigrants wanted to save every you know part of the meat. They would slice it thin and they would put it in their own, uh, their own gravy, their own au jus. Um, and then what they would do is they would put that on a roll and make a sandwich. And what brought these two kind of to the forefront, it, it, I'm telling you, when I did this research, they're very similar in the sense that weddings, like wedding ceremonies, wedding receptions, this is what they would serve at a wedding reception. And that's what you know became popular. And even down to like the first restaurants to, uh, to serve these sandwiches. So we have Al's Beef in Chicago. I'm sure you know, if you guys are familiar with Chicago, you've heard of it. 1930s. Then in Philly, we have, I think it was 1930s, 19, yeah, like 1930s, John's Roast Pork. So these sandwiches are like coming up in the ranks together on two separate cities. Both Italian immigrants both follow the same structure. It's shaved meat. It's in au jus. It's on a roll. Kind of crazy. I mean, I didn't think they were that similar until I started to actually like read about them. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's insane. They're, they're like, they're legit cousins, two cities, two sandwiches. We're going to break it down. We're going to pick a winner. I think we're going to pick a winner today. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. So let's break this down here. I've had, uh, I've had my fair share. You know what? I've, I've had way more Italian beefs. So I'll admit than roast porks. Whenever we go to Philly, get the uh, Tommy DeNick's roast pork in the Reading terminal. You can go to John's roast pork. It's still around. Actually, I think no, no, no. Okay, there, there was a there was a cheesesteak place that just got like slammed by the IRS. But I was like, was that John's roast pork? Should I be saying this? That was Tony Luke's. <laughs> I just air them out. <laughs> well, it's on the internet. Tony Luke's. Yeah, I got slammed by the IRS. Um, I hope that's it. Otherwise, I'm just airing out a false claim. Whatever. We'll fact check that. All right, let's break it down here. The Italian beef. So what you're gonna get here, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get the red. It's a, it's a, it's a French roll, the bread, French roll. You're gonna have this this shaved shaved beef. It's gonna be it's gonna be coming from the au jus. You got to keep it in the au jus, keep it uh, keep it nice, keep it keep it warm. You scoop that out. You're gonna put it on the French bread. Now what you want to do. You gotta get it. You gotta get it dipped. You can get it wet. So what they do is they'll take the bread and they'll dip it in the au jus. You know, it's a preference. You know, it comes down to preference. Like, do, do you want it when it, when it's like completely dipped, completely wet? You can't even really like pick it. Oh man, it's, it's so great. You can't even pick it up. You're just kind of like just kind of like holding this like wet, soggy piece of bread together. And oh, the beef, it's great. So the au jus is gonna be all over it. I would always hit it with the cheesy beef. You got to get that cheesy beef, you know, I think it's mozzarella, some mozzarella they're going to put on there, melt it on there. And then the toppings, the, uh, the toppings, you're going to get 
You get sweet peppers on there, or you get the Jardinera. Jardinera is a Chicago thing through and through. I love it. I have a can of it in my uh, fridge right now. Found a place out in L.A. that has it, so got to keep it on hand. My order, my order would be, I think I would go, I'm going, and they have a thing too. You can get a, a lot of these places have a big beef. Like if you go to Portillo's, you get the big beef, regular beef. Going big beef, going dipped. I'm going cheesy. Put that mozzarella on there. I'm going jardinera. That's my order. Got the dipped jardinera cheese. That's my order. That's an Italian beef. That's it's it's an amazing sandwich. It's an amazing experience. Now let's shift to the roast pork. Okay, you're gonna have you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have your roll. Now this isn't just a French roll. You're gonna have this is like a you know you're in Philly. You're getting that fresh baked bread. See that's like the difference. Well we'll get we'll get into the uh, we'll get into the uh, the the accoutrements of of the sandwiches when we when we try to pick a winner here. You're going to have the bread. You're going to have your shaved roast pork. Again, it's going to be chilling in that au jus. I don't know if they do dipped. I don't think I don't think it's the same. Like, I don't think you want, like, people in Chicago, they want their beef to, like, you can barely even hold the bread and it's, like, falling apart. I don't think that's the vibe with uh, with a roast pork. I think, I think it's just, like, you get a little gravy on top. You get a little au jus on top. Now, when I say gravy, I'm not, I'm not like, it's not thick gravy. It's like, it's like a, it's like a watery. I mean, maybe you know what I do is maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm explaining. I'm over explaining. All right. So you're going to have that roll. You're going to have that roast pork. Now here's the difference. I would think the cheese, they put the cheese under the, the meats on a roast pork. And that's going to be, it's going to be sharp provolone. Yeah. It's not mozzarella. It's, it's sharp provolone. And that's going to go under the meat, in my experience. Then you're going to have your shaved pork. I think they are going to drizzle some of that au jus, that pork, that pork juice. That's what it is. It's a juice, not a gravy. It's a juice. They're going to they're going to drizzle some of that on top. And then what you're going to you're going to get a broccoli rob. So instead of your sweet peppers or your jardinar, you're going to either hit it with a spin. I think it's a you can do a spinach rob or a broccoli rob. And that's the garnish. That's the sandwich. Both are. Both are great. Oh man. Oh. Dude, that like parm oh, that part like that sharp that sharp provolone. Oh, when you get it with that with that shaved roast pork. Man, last time I went, I, I opted I usually get the broccoli rob and then, like the broccoli rob t- tastes like like parmigiani. It's so good. But I, I opted out. I just wasn't in the mood to be like eating vegetables on my sandwich. But those are the two sandwiches. We got the Italian beef. We got the roast pork. Let let let's simmer on that. Simmer in some uh, au jus juice, and let's let's hit up a let's hit up a jam. Let's do uh, eggy sweaters for strawman.
the part Like you're an actor Every evil has its factor Any right that's wrongly kept Is slavery of death Every lie is truly said And every person gets falsely led All angels break the law Every team is made of straw
All right, let's get down to this. Now, this isn't a decision. I just wanted to be known as some decision I take lightly. I think we're going to break it down. We're going to do roll. We're going to do bread. We're going to do meat. And although the beef does not like necessarily like that's not how it's historically known. I'm going to, we're going to do cheese and we'll do garnish, meaning the jarnara and the broccoli rabe and such. Okay. So let's do it. Let's jump into this. Okay. So the first, the first category is going to be roll. And I don't think this is necessarily close. I'm going to go ahead and give it to the, we're going to go one point Philly. Roast pork. The roll is going to be, like I mentioned, it's going to be not this mass-produced French roll. I mean, for the most part, these are going to be this is baked better. They're baked better. You're going to get those seeds on the roll. If that's your thing, great. If not, great as well. But I think rolls just East Coast, man. You're going to have better bread, better water. Papa John's. Okay, so we got we got roast pork with the one. Okay, second category meat, meat. This is a tough one. Pork, beef, pork, beef. They're both they're both great. I mean, this is this is gonna be man. This is gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go Italian beef. Italian beef, one one. Cheese. Cheese. I am going to go. We got the, we got the, like, again, the beef just, it doesn't stock come with cheese. And I'm not even sure if the roast pork, I think the roast pork does. Like, that's part of the sandwich. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go roast pork. That's sharp provolone, provolone. That's good. That's some good stuff. All right. We got roast pork leading with two. Italian beef trailing with one. Italian beef just has the meat. Garnish. Okay, if you've if you're if you've forgotten, we got uh, either do the sweet peppers or the jardinera on the Italian beef on the roast pork. You're gonna go broccoli rob. I believe it's spinach rob. I should have done my research. It's spinach rob. Garnish, I mean, this, I mean, if you know me, you know this is a no, this is a no-brainer. This is Italian beef all day. Ding, ding, ding. Jardinera. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. So we're tied up. We're tied up. We need a tiebreaker. I think I'm just. I'm gonna name it. I think I'm gonna name it. I think I'm ready to name it. I think I'm ready to name the winner. I don't need a tiebreaker. Can I get a? Can I get a drum roll? Hey, future self, can you edit in a uh, like a like just like a stock drum roll, like the game show drum roll? Yeah, yeah, that one right there. Okay, I think. No, I know. The winner between Italian beef and John's roast pork, not John's roast pork. The winner between Italian beef. Start, start the start the drum roll over. Hold on. Can I get a drum roll? Thank you. The winner between the Italian beef and roast pork sandwich is the Italian beef. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 an amazing sandwich. I think both are amazing sandwiches. Great city, great makeup, great ingredients. I just I feel like 
I just feel like the Italian beef has the edge and it, I won't even call it a slight edge. It's a, it's, it's just on another level. It's on a freaking another level. If you're in the area of either of these great sandwiches, you're not doing yourself a service. If you miss them, stop, find a place, get yourself an Italian beef, get yourself a roast pork. There it is. It's settled. We settled it. The Italian beef wins. Now maybe maybe we gotta put the Italian beef up against the cheesesteak. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how you fare there. I don't know. That'd be a tough one. I've like thought about that internally. Um, I've thought about that internally for 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 some time. I just I don't think they met. Like I don't think. I mean, I guess you could. I mean, I guess you could do it. I just I think they're just different. I mean, it's like comparing <laughs> apples to oranges. No, it's um. It's that's like actually a pretty good analogy for it. They're like both fruit, both sandwiches, different, <laughs> different. Uh, anyway, I, I just don't think they're comparable. I, I I don't know. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe I'll put myself to the test and and find it comparable, and then we'll duel it out. I'm wondering, just like a knee jerk, say that we were to. Man, that's tough. I have so much love for the Italian beef. It's so good, but also I have so much love for the cheesesteak. That'd be a tough one. Maybe we'll get into it. Let's uh, let's let's ponder on that. Let's ponder on that. All right, guys. I I think that's that's gonna do it. It's gonna do it. I mean, I think we caught up, got some jams. All right, guys. We're gonna head out. It's been great catching up. New episodes on the way. We're gonna stick to a schedule. We're gonna we're gonna do it. Give us a call 909-577-3659. That's the Speaks hotline. Speaks happy hour hotline. Drop us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Guys, it's been fun. Till next time, treat yourself good. Treat others better. Drink good. Eat good. Sleep good. Sleep. Drink some water. Sleep. To play us out, let's go back to our old pals. Dogs in a pile. This is Fenway. Featuring Ryan Dempsey from Twiddle. Cheers, y'all. Peace.
ticky tickies in the Fenway. The blue light's got a new type of way. But I write this till my volume turns up all the way. I heard a song about my darling Clementine. Her shoes are made by Patagonia. The red line is a button one they say. California never seems so far away. I found another way to feel more alive. I'll tell you later on a Sunday. Cause there was something about the funk Freaky dickies in the Fenway. Freaky dickies in the Fenway. Freaky dickies in the Fenway. For the Ricky dickies in the Fenway. No rain, but it's purple all the time I asked only if the sun would ever shine The only answer was a two-shade Best last was a citrus marmalade Another passenger was smiling all the rain Said orange line moving up with simile Say, have you ever heard of Jeff?
love that guy.